This podcast is all about foster care. I chose to make this podcast about foster care because I have recently read a book about foster care and it got me so interested in foster care that I want to learn so much more about it. So I asked someone to come out and talk to me more about foster care, a social worker, to answer some of my questions. I recommend this podcast if you're interested in learning more about foster care and how it all works. To start off my podcast, I asked her a little bit about herself, and then I started asking her some questions about foster care. What's your name and where do you work? My name is Courtney Mead, and I am a program coordinator for CASA of Johnson and Wyandotte Counties. What does CASA do, and who do you guys help? So CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates, and what we do as an organization is we provide volunteer advocates to children who are abused and neglected. So children who are mostly in foster care, um, we provide training to those volunteers and they go out and they mentor these kids. They um, you know, go and visit them. They go to their schools. They talk to their teachers, talk to any doctors or therapists they may have. Um, they coordinate with the foster care case managers. Um, and then what they do is they make a court report and that court report gets sent to the judge and that way the judge can make the best decisions um, for the kids. So the advocates are working for the best interest of the kids. Can you tell me more about what you do for your job? Absolutely. So as a program coordinator at CASA, I um, get to work directly with the volunteers that get to go out and see the kids. So what I do is I'm kind of the background person. So I research the cases for the volunteers. That way we can make a good match because we don't want to pair a volunteer with a child and it not work out because um, sometimes being in foster care can be pretty dramatic for these kids. So we don't want to create any more trauma. Um, so by making sure we're making a good match, that's where I come in. I make sure that you know the volunteers requests are met and that um, I'm giving the kids a best advocate that I possibly can. So I research those cases when they get referred to us by the judge, the judges who appoints us to these cases in Johnson and Wyandotte County. Um, we get these referrals from the judge and then I take those and I look into the cases and then I present them to the volunteer after they have finished their training. And then the volunteer gets to make the decision on which case they think fits best for them. Um, after that, once they're on the case, um, I am the one who uh, kind of guides them through the whole process, makes sure that they know what's going on as far as court dates and who they need to be speaking with. And then I attend court with them. I submit their court reports to the judge for them. So I edit them. I make sure they're, you know, they look good and um, don't have any mistakes or anything like that and have complete information. So that gets sent to the judge by me. And then, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm with the volunteer through the whole process. Um, and then I also do, you know, ongoing continuing education as part of my job with, um, for myself and also for the volunteers, so. Cool. Why did you choose to help kids? Oh, that's a hard one. So I've always loved um, helping people as a whole. Um, for whatever reason, I've, you know, I've always loved kids. I became an aunt at a really young age. And so I've just always liked being around children and working in children's programming and everything like that. I've worked in daycares before. 
Um, so when the opportunity came to work at CASA, um, that's, you know, something that was something I was really interested in because I got to help kids who, you know, like I said, they're abused, neglected, they um, are in rough spots in their life. And um, to be able to contribute to something good in their life is something that I really enjoy doing. Now I asked her some questions regarding foster care. Yeah. What is foster care? So foster care is um, sometimes, you know, parents are going through some struggles. Um, sometimes they need a little extra help with things. And so um, the children are removed and put into foster care. Um, sometimes they get placed with family members and sometimes they have to go to a foster home. Um, those foster homes are trained by, you know, um, the um, foster care agency, which is KVC in Johnson County. Um, so they are trained to um, take on these kids and they get to bring them into their home and they're, they're basically their family while their parents get their, get everything sorted out. Um, that's the basic rundown of what foster care is. Yeah. Why do we need people to stick up for these kids? It's extremely important to have people to stick up for these kids because, um, like I said, they're in a very traumatic time of their life. Um, and one unique thing about CASA and um, CASAs as a whole is that they are a constant for these kids. Um, you know, foster care um, case managers come and go pretty, pretty at a pretty high rate, um, unfortunately. So there's a lot of changes going on in these kids' lives. Um, they go to, sometimes they have to go to different schools, they get different teachers, um, different foster homes sometimes, sometimes they don't stay in one place. Um, you know, new faces all over the place, new friends, all of that. And so the CASA, CASA provides an opportunity for consistency um, because the CASA gets to be there through all of it, no matter how many times the child may move or go to different schools or how many caseworkers they may have. The CASA gets to be the constant in all of that. I'm sure when a kid goes to foster care, sometimes they don't know what's going on. What would you say to them if they didn't understand their situation? Oh, you know, there's so many, so many things that could be said um, in so many different situations. Um, but, you know, just making sure that they know that none of it is their fault, that they are loved and that they are valued. Um, I think that's the most important thing is to make sure that they know that, you know, they have someone that they can speak to and making them feel secure because it is, it's very, it's very upsetting and it's an upsetting time. Um, so making sure they feel, feel good and don't feel like it's their fault. If a kid like doesn't feel comfortable, how do you get them to like talk to you and have them tell you what's going on and stuff like that? Yeah, so this happens a lot with the volunteers. Um, you know, not all children are going to warm up to you very fast. And so we always encourage the volunteer to be patient, not to push too hard, um, because, you know, when they're going through all of this stuff, sometimes the last thing on their mind is, you know, meeting another new person. And so it's really important that we don't push too hard. Um, and we also like to say, you know, take your time. Um, find out what interests that child has, because if you present an interest that, you know, they're interested in, it's going to help you to bond with them quicker. So if they happen to like basketball, you know, like maybe taking a basketball over or going to the park and playing basketball, something involved with that, or if you find out who their favorite basketball player is and learning some facts about them. Um, 
so those are like little tips that, you know, we give to our volunteers to try and make that bond a little bit easier and make it happen a little quicker. Yeah. Why do kids get in this situation? So the kids get in this situation, you know, sometimes to no fault of their own. Um, like I said, it has to do a lot with, you know, parents who may be struggling through some things. Um, they may, you know, have a financial situation. Um that you know, they're not able to care for the child or what have you. Sometimes those parents aren't available to care for the child. Um, and so they're with family members and not with the parents. Um, in those situations, they have to be brought into foster care just so that you know, foster care meaning they have to be um, brought to the, the attention of the state. That way the people who have them get the services that they need and are able to care for them. Um, so there's a lot of situations where that could happen. Um, you know, like I said, sometimes the kids don't necessarily know what's going on. Sometimes not going to school is a reason kids come into foster care. That's mostly for older kids. Um, so that's good to, to know about, but um, there's so many different situations. I don't know how specific you want me to be. <laughs> that's good. Um, if you could change anything to make a kid's life better, what would you do? I just want all kids to have a safe and happy place, a safe and happy home. Um, that's the most important thing to me. Um, all kids deserve to feel safe and secure where they are um, and to be able to actually have a childhood um, and be able to do the things that kids like to do. You know, they shouldn't have to feel like they're making grown up decisions or um, having to take care of parents. So that's another situation that tends to happen sometimes is the parent, the kids end up taking care of the parents. Um, and so, you know, just the ability for them to be able to have a childhood and be kids. Now I asked her a question regarding my book I read, and then I got back into some more foster care questions. In my book that I read, Carly, the foster kid, tries to get her foster mom to send her back or not want her. Is that common for a kid to do? Yes. So, um, as I keep saying, you know, this situation is very traumatic and trauma can come out in so many different ways, um, including kids acting out and trying to push people away. Um, so when, you know, these situations arise, um, you know, we have to remember that these kids have been through a lot. Um, and so we need to address that appropriately. Um, and it, it does, it happens a lot. It happens a lot to where these kids will push back on a foster family um, and, you know, try to push boundaries and see what they can get away with. Um, it's kind of, I like to compare it, you know, it's kind of like when a little toddler, you know, likes to push their boundaries and figure out what's, what's good and what's not. It's kind of a learning process. And I'd say it's the same for these kids as well. Do you ever like tell them that it's not okay to do that or that they have to go there or do they kind of get like a say in it? So the kids don't usually get a say on where they get placed, um, especially when they're younger. Um, when they get into older ages, like teenagers and stuff like that, their opinion is taken into account. However, since they are under the age of 18, they pretty much have to go where the foster care agency says they need to go um, and wherever is in their best interest. As CASAs, we like to listen to what the kids have to say and make sure everybody knows you know, what they feel and what they think. 
because um, their opinion matters in this process too, especially when it comes down to where they're gonna live. If a kid is struggling with school and foster care, how would you guys help them? So what the CASAs would do is they, um, like I said, they talk to the teachers, they keep in touch with different personnel at the school. Um, we make it a point to try and learn, you know, what, you know, what their struggles are, what their strengths are. We have CASAs who participate in IEP meetings and stuff like that, that may come up for kids. Um, and then if they happen to be struggling in any particular area, we are, we help assist either the foster placement or um, sometimes the bio parent, if the kids have gone back home, try and figure out what best plan to make sure that they're being successful in school. If a kid gets emotional, how do you help calm them down and help them understand that this is what they have to do? Uh, so in that situation, you know, it kind of depends on what's going on. Um, sometimes there's better ways to handle it than others, but, you know, kind of reiterating to them that, you know, this is only a temporary thing that um, this is something that just has to happen right now. And once again, it's nothing that is their fault. Um, and, you know, comforting them and maybe, you know, doing something fun with them and try to take their mind off of everything. How long is a kid usually in foster care? Oh, wow. So there's not a good answer for this, unfortunately. Um, it can range. Um, sometimes they're only in foster care for a year, um, but sometimes kids are in foster care until they turn 18. Um, we have kids who, we call it aging out of foster care. Um, so uh, sometimes it, you know, we can't get them home. And sometimes it's just not safe for them to go home. Sometimes these kids decide they don't wanna go home, they make the decision. And so they say, I'm just going to age out. So when they turn 18, that's when they're done with foster care. So in an ideal world, we want all our kids to go back home to their parents, as long as they're safe and um, healthy homes. We, want, we don't want to keep these kids away from their parents um, because we've found, you know, in most situations, kids want to be with their parents, right? Um, that's a safe place for them. Even if, you know, it may not be safe, they don't understand it like that. You know, those are their parents and they wanna be with them. So um, the usual process of that is that we expect that the children will go home as long as the parents do what they need to do to bring them back home. What happens to a kid when they age out? So when they age out, um, Basically, it's when they turn 18. Sometimes they don't age out at 18, though. Um, actually, foster children are allowed to stay um, in foster care until they're 21. If, if you know, circumstances are, if the circumstances are so that they need to stay in until they're 21. But most teenagers will decide once they graduate high school that they're done with um, with foster care. So what happens in that situation is. Um, so let's say a child turns 18, they've graduated high school, they provide a written plan to the judge and that they get, they do that with the help of their case manager. Um, and sometimes their CASA as well. Um, they write a written plan and send it to the judge, basically outlining, you know, what their plans are, whether they plan to go to college, if they're working, something like that, that they have their driver's license. They always um, talk about the things that they already are doing and then the things that they plan to do. And then the judge will approve that plan. And if the judge approves the plan, then the child can be done with foster care. 
Um, the important thing for kids who are aging out of foster care is to make sure they have a safe place to live when they're aging out of foster care um, and having resources that they can um, utilize. And the state actually provides that for them if they decide to take part in those. So if they can't afford like going out on their own after they age out of foster care and they want to because they're tired of it, do they still have to stay in foster care? They do not. As long as the judge approves it, then they don't have to stay in foster care after the age of 18. Um, there are a lot of services in place once you've been in foster care. Um, if you've been a foster child in Kansas, you actually get to go to school and you get to choose I think there's a certain number of schools within the state that you get to choose from and their tuition is paid. So that's, you know, you being in foster care isn't a great thing, but that's one perk that they do get because they've been in foster care. So a lot of our children who age out um, end up going to college and they end up getting their degrees and everything. And um, that's best case scenario. Um, and then they get jobs and they end up having really good lives. Sometimes it doesn't end up like that. Um, but you know, you never can predict that because some kids they age out and you never hear from them again. So um, it's just kind of the nature of the beast, unfortunately. And that was Mrs. Me talking about foster care. I hope you learned a ton about foster care and how it all works. And I was super excited about this. So I hope you enjoyed my podcast.